Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Welcome back to Getting Magnetic. We're excited to be here with you today. I've got a question for you. Have you been tuning in the last few weeks? It's been just, we covered interviews with our financial SWAT team. And just, they all dropped value bomb after value bomb. If you haven't tuned into that yet, I want you to go back and listen. If finances are on your goals for 2021, go back and listen, connect with these people. They can help you get to where you want to be on the financial front. And I want to focus on last week, we did the interview with Lindsay Davis of Spartan Invest, how to start investing in real estate what the turnkey real estate model is and why it's a smart way to start. Investing in real estate isn't necessarily easy, but also the week before, Barry Brooksby, our guy, if you want to connect with him, I highly recommend that's where you start. Focuswealthgroup.com slash getting magnetic. And that's a wrap on the money series. We're super excited for today's conversation for today's episode. Okay, we're flipping the script, guys. Wade brought in all the financial knowledge and I'm so appreciative of appreciative of it. It's a little out of my realm of I don't know, it just doesn't fire me up. And so we're totally pivoting and we are going to bring in some hippie shit. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about these next few episodes. So Aaron Alexander, our guest today, this guy's kind of a legend. So he's a manual therapist. He's a movement coach. He's an author, as well as the host of the Align podcast, which is actually ranked the number one podcast in nutrition on Apple Podcasts. So this guy's pretty hilarious. We had a lot of fun talking to him. Lots of full of surprises. There may have been some F-bombs too, but really, really enjoyed this episode. And I think you guys are going to get a lot of value out of it. All right, before we hop in and have some interview questions for Aaron, more like a conversation, I got to share a story of how we connected with Aaron recently. We were on a trip in Tulum with some of our very favorite people, and we're walking down the beach. And if you've never been to Tulum, highly recommend it. It's like beautiful white sand beach. It's blue ocean. It's just like jungle meets treehouse meets beautiful beach. It's absolutely amazing. The energy there is unbelievable. And you, you bump into people like Aaron. So we bump into it and I'm like, huh, I know this guy. I, I know I know this guy. And I it came to me later. He's connected. I, I've listened to so many podcasts with him on it from a lot of my mentors in the health and wellness space. And so it came to me. So we reached out to him. We we're like, we got to connect with you. So we're super stoked to be here with you, Aaron. Uh, yeah, say, say what up to to our listeners, Getting Magnetic listeners. I'm grateful to get to share some time with you, man. Let's get into it. Awesome. All right. So I'm still getting to know you. Like I follow you on social media and I love some of the stuff that I've heard, but will you just, for anyone else that isn't super familiar with you, will you tell us a little bit like who's Aaron Alexander? For this context, the thing that that really 
interests me is the mind-body relationship. And so my background is kind of like an amalgamation of physical therapy and and body work, massage therapy, rolfing, structural integration, helping people reorient their physical parts so that they feel more comfortable and spacious and at ease in their bodies, which is like a lot of you know, new agey words for just aligning people's bodies, essentially. And then the conversation became interesting for me around like how our environment affects our physical structure and how our relationships and our, you know, our perception, our identity structure affects our physical structure. You know, and so I think it's a very common trend for a lot of people that are, you know, say doing chiropractic or personal training or massage therapists or physical therapists, eventually they come into kind of more that like mental, emotional type conversation. And so I kind of took that conversation, you know, by the balls and, you know, made a book about it and host a podcast about it. And, you know, that's, that's a big part of what I'm interested in and trying also to maintain all of that at times kind of like meta out there, those concepts, maintain that grounded in something that's granular and actionable for people right now. So wow. that's what I did from so like a work perspective, I'd say. I've done rolfing before. That is very intense. It's so interesting to me. It doesn't need to be. That's that's, that's like, I think oftentimes when people hear the term rolfing, which I don't identify with rolfing. Technically, I went to school for rolfing, but, you know, whatever. I went to school for a bunch of different things, and that's just, that's like one of the tools. But rolfing itself, I apologize for, for getting defensive immediately off the bat. Rolfing itself, with anything, it's it's determined by the, you know, the practitioner. So, historically rolfing was big on like these big like cathartic releases and people having hot holy revivals and lots of pain like ah i think it's shifted with time to be a little bit more you know ninja like with the way that you are working with someone's nervous system and if someone's nervous system goes into a place of kind of fight flight panic contraction from my lens of working with someone you know a physical way or even in a conversation which relates to everyone if someone shrinks up, you know, and their, their, their sphincters all clench up, then I think you've pushed too far too fast. And now we're kind of like, we're, we're working against the grain, you know, so ideally you can be a little bit more like, like, ooh, way like, which is like a, you know, Chinese term with, with essentially like going with the river, going with the flow with your approach to body work. And that's, you know, what I attempt to do with conversations and body work and, you know, life, ideally. But you perhaps had someone that wasn't very way like I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, intense isn't a bad thing. Like, t- intense, I thought it was very healing and incredible. Like, right. I left that and was like, ooh, that was definitely like, I mean, it was intense, but like, I also loved it. So can you guys okay. just give me the high level of rolfing? I know I've heard of it, but now I couldn't tell you what it is. I'm going to let Aaron take that one because I'm going to botch it. (laughs) So structural integration was the umbrella term before, you know, it still is. So Rolfing is the last name of this lady called Ida P. Rolf. And she, you know, as she started to get old and she was this like carmudgeon-y, I believe she was a German lady. She lived in New York. A lot of the principles that she got from Rolfing stemmed through osteopathy. And uh, essentially it works to reorient the joints in the body via fascia or connective tissue. Fascia has become very popular in the last recent. And she, in large part, was one one of the main contributors to that movement of, of seeing the body through the lens of connective tissue or fascia. And it's essentially you know, what it is. The big, but structural integration is a better term for it. I don't, I don't know that too many people would really give a dang. So you know, maybe we should just move on to something else. But yeah, for, yeah. for the six people that care, uh, that's a brief history <laughs> of rolfing. 
I love it. <laughs> so yeah, expanding upon that for people who don't know a lot about structural integration or rolfing or any any of this stuff, give me. I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me like the high level one sentence mission statement for your life. Like, what are you looking to do? Who do you help? I know, I know that's a my tough question, level, but my, it's, oh, it's fine. I have it written up my wall. I can literally read it. My high level. I mean, paraphrasing what my high level mission statement would be would essentially be cutting away superfluous shit in my own physical body, mind, mental, emotional, you know, myself to allow spaciousness for my, you know, my authentic self-actualized, like all the good stuff to come through and be a, a conduit for other people to do the same. Love it. Oh, gotta love that. Having the mission statement on the wall where you can always see it having a mission statement. I mean, how many people have a mission statement? Probably not a lot. That's that's a really cool thing. So, all right, walk me through like what made you we're we're kind of talking about body alignment and the central nervous system and just being over overall aligned in your mind and your body. You've made, you know, a living and just a life doing this. You have a top health and wellness podcast, the Align Podcast. I know you have the Align Method. I know you have the Align Method book. We'll get into all that. But what got you into all of this? Like, how did you get to where you are today? Lots of injuries, lots of mistakes, lots of just working with, at this point, thousands of hours of working with clients and getting great results through specific techniques and tools, but then seeing the the recurrent patterns just creeping back in after they'd be away for you know, from my office for a week or a month or whatever, they come back and it's like, Oh, it's the same thing again. And so from there, just through necessity and interest, uh, wanting to understand what can I, I do to be a better conduit or, or, or guide uh, for these people that are paying me to sort out their ankles and hips and knees and spines and whatnot. And so that turned into deeper examination of their environmental condition conditions, dietary choices, which isn't something I really talk about, but with like clients, I, I do. But in public, it's the dietary conversation is too dogmatic and like the waters are too murky. So I just stay out. If you want to know what I eat, I can tell you, but that's pretty much where I stop as far as like telling you what to eat. So really looking at the, the, the physical conversation with clients beyond just your shoulders in this position. So we'll, you know, we'll put it back into a more neutral position and be done with it. It's more saying, okay, we're going to create the space in the body in an immediate sense and give you the, the tools to be able to do that. And then we're going to reintegrate the rest of the parts back to a balanced position so they don't just pull that specific joint back to where it was. And then we're going to draw it further and look at what's your, the nature of your work environment and your travel environment and your home. You know, and then maybe we'll draw back further than that and say, you know, how do you feel about yourself? Do you feel like you're kind of like, do you hang on to like a, like a more of like a victim mindset because that's served you historically. It's, it's like kept you alive. You know, it's gotten you maybe discounts on things or it's gotten you love or hugs or support or whatever it is. So you don't want to let go of that. You know, is your tendency to want to you know, maybe hide. And so if your tendency is want to hide because you don't want to be fully seen, then that will shift the manner in which you move in your body. So maybe your shoulders will start to go forward a little bit. Maybe your spine will become a little bit more hyperkyphotic. You'll essentially kind of like try and hide inside of your, your structure, like a, you know, a snail going back into their shell, you know? So the conversation, it's like, like the human experience is like peeling away onion layers. And so, you know, that's essentially been 
been the journey is just, you know, as, as you get comfortable with one layer, you're like, okay, cool. Like what's the next layer, you know? So here I am on, you know, whatever, whatever layer we're on. Love that. So do you feel completely aligned then? Like, do you, I'm sure that's oh, something you work on every oh. day, right? Yeah, not at all. No, no, no. I'm a wreck. I've got so much <laughs> shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm doing better than I've ever done without a doubt, you know? And, and so that's, so that's, that's cool. You know, so, so that to me is indicative that at least a percentage of the things that I'm doing, you know, or being or whatever is going into a direction that it feels more comfortable inside of this experience than it did, you know, in the past. And so that's cool. But that's no, a, I mean, an incredible feeling, right? I mean, it can be. It feeling can, the best you you've ever felt. Yeah, but the best is relative, you know. So I have moments of, of of elation and feeling very just like wow, like wow, like life is effortless, more uwe stuff. And then I have lots of other moments where I, I do feel totally conflicted and murky and stormy, and I've got like some tornado carnival thing going through my mind, you know. And so it's, it, I think it's ultimately it's acknowledging that that is going to come. And being at peace with that, being okay with that, you know? And so I think that that's, for me, I guess perhaps that would be progress is being more okay with like the, the carnival ride that, that is my, my mind on occasion. You know, so I but I'm, more, I'm in more acceptance with that. So that's, that's progress, I'd say. I think there's a great message there in just hearing Aaron, you know, he represents alignment. He helps people get aligned in their mind, their body, their life. And then, you know, Sandy's asking him, are you aligned? Heck no, heck no, I'm a wreck. So knowing that you don't need to have everything figured out to go do that thing that's on your heart. A lot of times you lead from the front by doing, I think leaders do the do, they do the things, they start to take the action towards it. That doesn't mean they're perfect. That doesn't mean they're in total alignment, whatever that means. But if you go in through your own experience, you can then help one other person through your experience. Like, that's awesome. Like, I, let your I, light I shine. I don't claim to be in the front of anything. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's like, that's like slippery territory when you start to, to put yourself into like guru role or, you know, yes. whatever, right. I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> and if you, if you feel as though what I'm doing is, is working or it seems, you know, enticing to you, whether it's, maybe it's my appearance, maybe it's the my, my function of my mind, maybe it's my relationships, maybe it's, just the way that you feel when you're around me, whatever, if that's something that's resonant with something you want, then ask, you know, we'll talk about it, but I'm just here learning, you know, oh, so I'll, I'll just it. keep on learning. And then if at some point, you know, we want to talk about where I'm at and that's great. But I know that I will look back at this conversation, you know, I don't know if I'll necessarily look back at the conversation, but if I did look back at the conversation in two years or whatever, I probably look back and be like, "Oh man, I was so confused," you know. And so, <laughs> I, so I can look at that, you know, and I can track back to the last six years of recording conversations. Every once in a while, I'm like, "Oh, that was pretty cool." Like, I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> but there's a, a ton of stuff where I'm just like, "Oh, I just you know, I was doing the best I could with the information that I had at that moment, and now I have more, and I don't even completely align with everything that I said in the past." So historically i can i can watch that that arc from the past so in the present moment 
you know, I'm just trying to fucking stay humble about things, you know, and Love be it. open, open to my own mistakes. And, you know, if, if my journey is helpful for people, then that is very cool. And that's, you know, that's all I can ask for. Overall, what does alignment mean to you? It would depend on the context. So, you know, alignment for me is, again, I guess coming back to like the same Uwe word, which is not, I swear I don't use use Chinese <laughs> phrases that, that regularly, or Confucian Taoist talk, but just coming to a point of minimizing friction in your mental, physical, environmental, spiritual, whatever that means to you, existence. You know, so if you are in alignment, then, you know, just think of like, like structurally speaking, a building, you know, if the pillars are stacked up and they're in alignment, you can drive a whole buttload of weight through that and it can support it. And the physical body, if you're in alignment, driving weight from the head down through the spine into the hips and the knees and the feet, that weight actually makes the body stronger. You know, so alignment essentially from a biological perspective is getting into this, this like anti-fragile concept which which um i think nasim talib came up with with that that term maybe no it was it was before that was like a mathematic anyways whatever anti-fragile is a great great idea that when the organism is in alignment in quotations and it's resourced well enough stress actually makes it stronger and you know so alignment for the human experience i think is you know, organizing all of your marbles, getting everything in your, your mental situation, so that the way the emotional situation, so that the way you process mental, emotional information that comes in, you can take that and you can process it and you can digest it and you can say, mm, all right, cool. Like I'm learning from that experience as opposed to you being kind of already set up in misalignment and dysfunction. And then you add more stress and more information into it and your, you know, your, your, your cards collapse. You know, so I think that that was like a very, very roundabout way of, of describing alignment. But I think that that's, you know, alignment, there's, you could look at it from the physical lens and say it's the relationship to the foot, to the knee, to the pelvis, to the spine, all that. But then you could step up to the next layer from there and say, okay, that physical experience affects the way that you mentally, emotionally feel. So if you feel stacked up and strong, that affects the way that you walk into a room. That affects the way that you perceive yourself when you look into the mirror. It affects the, the, the function of your respiratory patterns. So if your ribs are well-oriented, stacked on top of your pelvis, then that's going to allow you to have a, a fuller breath. If that, And you can have that full inhalation and full exhalation. If you can get that full exhalation, for example, as opposed to – and people can – you know, listening now, they can explore, is it easier for me to inhale or exhale? If it's challenging for you to get a full, comfortable, relaxed, oh, like let all out, then your autonomic nervous system is very likely kind of stuck in gas pedal mode. Go, get it done, fight, flight, get out of the room, there's a tiger coming, all of that. So through the alignment of your hips in relation to your shoulders and the orientation of your ribs and spine and diaphragm and all that. So structurally, you get balance, neutrality, alignment there. All of a sudden, that literally is a one-to-one -one relationship to the way that your physiology starts to produce itself because now, my, you know, my, very obviously, my breathing pattern is altered. You know, and you could have a similar thing with, you know, your 
the way that you, the postural pattern of your shoulders, you know, there's all sorts of research that shows when you're in a collapsed pattern, you're hunched over, shoulders protected, guarding, all that stuff. For millennia, we've anchored those positions to be indicative of certain states. So when I'm hunched over, collapse, then what that says, because on repeat over and over again, my ancestry, just me as a baby, me as a now, when I go into that position, typically it's because I'm defending, it's because I feel defeated, it's because I'm hiding. And then when I go into shoulders back, balanced, exposing my, you know, my, my vital organs and my neck and all that, it's because I feel safe. So for millennia, when I'm in that stacked open, arms up over my head, every person wins a race the same, whether they're blind, deaf, mentally disabled, whatever it may be. If you win the race, you go, oh, like arms up overhead. That's because that has, there's a biological postural imprint from forever ago that when you're stacked up and aligned, then it means that you're like, oh, cool. I, I feel safe. I feel connected. Maybe something bigger than myself. I feel like I'm winning, you know, and that trickles into the way that you perceive the world. And, you know, so that's, I think that would be a, a verbose definition of alignment. You're freaking rad. Okay. So where do you spend most of your time? Do you spend most of your time like one-on-one -on -one with clients? Do you spend, you know, producing content for your podcast, creating like material? Like it sounds like you're, you're just a, such a wealth of knowledge. Like what do you do day to day? What does a day in the life of Aaron Alexander look like? Oh, I'm incredibly lazy. I don't, I, so I have like, <laughs> like, I have like a, like a, like a crack team of, of, you know, five people that do everything behind the scenes that make everything function. I'm like, I'm like the, the problem child. <laughs> like, I, like, like everything would be much better if I was not involved. Like the only thing that I think that I, that I, the value that I bring is occasional comedic relief. And, you know, sometimes I have ideas of things that That's we can do. That's why I like you so much. Like, <laughs> him and I are the exact freaking same way. Yeah, yeah. The whole I'm, time, Wade and I are muted over here. And I'm like, who's talking next? You or me? Don't interrupt me. Like, we're like, and I'm like, oh, I hate organization. And he, like, loves having organization. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to be free. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it's very, you guys polarize. It's very important. That's a, that's a healthy relationship. Yeah, you, don't yeah. need another, you, don't need, you don't need another one of yourself. You know, so <laughs> what do I do during the day? I mean... I try to read every day. I try to surf most days. I try to kind of like exercise and train and work on my physical stuff. I Things I enjoy doing is I enjoy recording podcasts. I enjoy creating content. And I think that's, I mean, that's, I love traveling. I love the sensation of freedom, but also the sensation of structure. You know, so having that, that balance between the two, if it's too much freedom, then it's, you know, it's too loose. If it's too much structure, then it's too tight. You know, so I think that for, for me, for the most part, it, it varies, but I'm incredibly grateful for the humans that I've surrounded myself with because they're, they're what makes it seem like I'm maybe doing more than I am, but I, I I'm inherently very lazy. <laughs> Humility is a superpower of yours. I love it. And I just diving into that point. I'm reading Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. He's an awesome storyteller. Oh, it's such a good book. But I, I, I highlighted this point where he said, you need structure to have freedom. And like you said, like Sandy and I are polarizing to each other and it comes into a really good balance. I think that's important too. I think humans, what I've learned about us all is we want freedom, but we all 
also craves security and structure. So you need some structure in your life to have freedom or to fully enjoy freedom. So I wanted to drive that home. But okay, I'm going out macro view here. I was going to ask you, do you feel like the world is aligned right now? But that's kind of like a, that's a hard hitting leading question. What could the world do more of to be in more of alignment, whether that's individual human or overall, like whatever you think? In the world, I, I mean, I think that the world ultimately, we're all running our own operating systems, you know, and filters of the way that we perceive everything. And ultimately, I think it is kind of a big illusion in a way, you know, like how do you know the difference between whether you're dreaming or waking or yeah, tripping expand or, on that. Let's go there. Or whatever. You know, so I think that there's one layer of, you know, your perception of the world colors the events. And so you could look at what's happening from different lenses. You could go micro and say, oh, you know, someone, the, you know, the, the Vietnamese guy that self-immolated in the, in the street during that protest thing. You could say micro and say bad, like very bad, you know, like this is not good. Man burning himself, you know, catching himself in fire in public, like very bad. But then you could pull out, you know, and go macro and say, oh, like what was the impact of that, you know, okay, well, that's maybe good, you know, so I guess, so hold on, how, so it really, I think it depends on where, you know, how you see things, you know, so I think that presently the state of the world from my present lens is just kind of coming from a place of like acceptance and not trying to change people's ideas or minds or anything and just kind of leading from doing the best to not even have the intention, but just you know, be the best example for myself and accept other people's attempt to be the best example for themselves, you know, and that's where I'm at, you know, so I don't have an opinion on what people should do or have an opinion on what's happening in the world because I typically when I do, I get burnt by it. You know, so I'm just kind of, I'm like in acceptance. It's like a balance of acceptance, but also not taking shit and knowing when you need to, like knock a fucking door down and, and, you know, like make some noise. And I don't know what that point is of when it's time to do that. Exactly. I'm kind of still in a place of like observation, I guess. So that wasn't a response. I don't, I don't know if the world is that was a response. That was. And I love the part about acceptance. I think that's the biggest thing. People resist things and that's what creates We'll resist, we'll, re, we'll resist. Yeah. If you, if you resist what you resist persists. So, but, but through your resistance, you feed energy into the other side because now they build up. And mm -hmm. that was like my, you know, my, when I, when I attempted to have like two cents of the BLM thing, that essentially was my two cents was like, don't give them a reason, you know? So don't fucking burn stuff. Don't be violent. Don't, you know, whatever, because then all that does is it feeds the Hydra and then it pops out 65 new heads and so that was intuitively what felt appropriate in my mind. And then I chirped a little bit of that on the internet. And it was just like, now I'm racist and fucking all these things. And I'm just like, all right, well, I'm out of here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good on having opinions in a public, public, politically charged, bipartisan environment. Mm -hmm. Totally agree on that. 2020 taught Wade and I a lot about that and definitely opened our eyes to a lot of things. And I think we have come to realize like we, we have strong opinions about things, but it's not our place to put that out 
I think that word there. acceptance is yeah. Like we just huge. we kind of like keep that away, especially when you know you're so public about like running a business online and out there and you're the face of your brand. Like we found that, um, it doesn't really add any value to add our, add our Opinions. two cents. Um, so anyway, I want to shift into like a fire round. What is your, do you have a morning routine? Mm. Well, so I mean, I think there is a time for, it's just to wrap it up. I don't think it's always the appropriate thing to just surrender and accept. I think there is a, a certain time where like you need to draw a line in the sand and say like, nope, not moving. You know, I'm not like, sorry, I'm going to, I will die. I'm open to dying, you know, but I'm not going to move from this point. You know, so I, I think that that's like, I think that's a, that's, that is an important thing to not just be like, come into kind of a, you know, passive cowering acceptance. Like, I think at some point you're just like, no motherfucker. Like that's, this goes against every moralistic intuitive sensation that i pass and all of the information that i have and i might be wrong but like i'm i'm drawing a line here where that line is for each individual you know i don't know i don't even necessarily know where my line i mean i guess if i if i dug in a little bit more i do have some lines but you know so that's i think that there's important to not just be you know completely surrendering to all things i think there is a come a time where it's like okay well it's i guess we battle is the is the most peaceful thing that we can do right now if you stand for nothing you'll fall for everything right that quote it's like you gotta know where you stand and stand for it on certain things yeah it's very important you know and so do i have a morning routine yeah i mean i try to get sunlight immediately that's the bit that's the big thing so i i it's as soon and i have a, have a whole chapter in my in my my book the align method about the morning routine aligning your morning and so the first thing is sunlight. That's like 100%. Try to avoid looking at the phone until that happens. Uh, sometimes I'll look at it for like put music on or something like that. Drink some water. In the book, I recommend like putting lemon juice and apple cider vinegar and salt or whatever. I mean, I just typically drink like spring water. But you can put – sometimes I'll, I'll get fancier and put things in it. Just something that kind of like lightens the mood. I'll go through, through shit that I'm grateful for quite regularly, which some of this stuff sounds like cliche and kind of I almost feel like embarrassed saying it, but I really do it. You know, so waking up, go, I'll like look right at the sun, you know, so I wouldn't call it sun gazing because I wouldn't want to be put in like a sun gazing camp, but I will gaze at the sun. It's perfectly safe when it's per first coming up over the horizon. I wouldn't overdo it, but that sets your whole circadian rhythm, you know, so that's, that's a big part of setting your neurochemistry to feel happy, you know, so dopamine and serotonin and all that. So that's the first thing that I'll do. And I'll typically go through just like, kind of setting my filter of the day of just how, how, what a great thing that I get to wake up and I have a body, you know, and I can like breathe functionally, you know, and there's, there's so many things that could be going wrong right now, you know, and it's so easy for me to be focusing on like the two things that I think are kind of annoying, but ultimately they don't matter at all. And my whole attention goes to those guys. So I'll intentionally bring my attention to some of the things that are going right. And I go for a walk. I drink some like, you know, coffee with some ghee and stuff in it. And it's not complicated. I don't, I don't, I think I could do better. I'd probably be a better version of myself if I was like more hardcore morning routine. But, you know, <laughs> you're, wake I think up it sounds like you're doing more than most people. And one of our most listened to episodes is own your morning, own your day, own your life. And it's all about morning routine. And so I love asking people that question. I want to be, respectful of your time and just 
probably wrap up here in a second, but are you married? No, no, I'm recently single. I, I, I uh, was with a girl for just the last six months throughout the, the whatchamacallit, the, the quarantine stuff. And we recently separated. It was very challenging for me, actually. I have like podcast episodes about it and whatnot. Ooh, um, but I'm going to need to dig those ones up. So is it too fragile or like, are you, are you looking oh, for love? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, um, before that, I was very Peter Panish, you know, and, and not really interested in like finding a person that I could like, you know, marry and like make a human with and, you know, like a life partner to, 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 to build with. And through her, she really like set me straight on that. She really, it was, it was a very good thing that she like challenged me in those ways. And uh, at first I was kind of like resistant. And then by the end I was like, Oh, that's actually really, I'm in a place where I'm, I'm available for that, which, you know, previously I never felt, I think worthy was a big thing. And so I think for me as a, as a guy having enough like money and career and all that stuff, like resources, I think that was a big thing that was like a primary focus. If I don't have that dialed in, then I'm not worthy of bringing another mate in to potentially build a home and have children and all that stuff with. So I think I was continually kind of riding this like, okay, just dating around like good times, ultimately, because subconsciously, I felt like I wasn't ready. In the last maybe a couple of years or so, it's transitioned to the point of like, oh, like I could make a baby. It would be like I could support a human. Maybe like emotionally, I have a lot of work to do. But like as far as at least like being able to provide a home, like I can do that. So there's been a switch recently that flipped where I'm, I'm like looking for or I'm, I'm available for a, a life partner or something more meaningful than just like somebody to poke on. Mm, thank it. you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah and we're big i mean getting magnetic i like putting it out there so you can get magnetic towards you know what you're looking for yeah so okay how can people connect with you someone's like i need more aaron alexander in my life where can we connect with you where can they you know find you well i mean you obviously listen to podcasts if you made it to this point so i host the align podcast that'll be a likely place you can check out i mean if we got i'm i'm very surprised and impressed the caliber of humans that are willing to talk to me on there if you're interested in, I don't know, Bruce Lipton would be a great conversation to start. If you want to hear about the, the woes and trials and tribulations of, of dating and transitioning and all that stuff, the Aubrey Marcus and Vilana Marcus, his wife conversation would be great. The Align Method book, that's essentially like my whole, everything that I've found meaningful in the last 17 years of professionally working with people and the podcast and traveling to random different indigenous places and watching people do things and ways that I found to be fascinating. That's all put into the 225 pages in there. And, you know, there's other stuff, but, you know, Align Podcast, you just type that in the internet and, you know, the annals of Align will, will open up to your, your eyes. Amazing. You're freaking amazing. Thank you so much for your time. You added a lot of value today. Rad human. Oh, good. <laughs> That's great. I appreciate your validation. I will internalize that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Have an awesome day. We'll, we'll catch you next time. All right. Thank you guys. Aloha. All right. Bye. Bye. What an awesome conversation today with Aaron Alexander. Just thoroughly enjoyed that. I think life is about balance. There's a little bit of yin and yang. And I think I can definitely channel more Aaron Alexander type of thinking, type of alignment in my life. I, so just such a refreshing perspective. He's He's hilarious. I love that Sandy 
asked his marital status at the end of it. That was pretty awesome. I know awesome. there was a lot of people wondering. Yeah. So I just had to ask. Well, they couldn't see him, but he's, yeah, he's a very handsome guy. If you check him, check out his Instagram, Align Podcast. He's he's really actually dope at um, acro yoga. He can do like handstands. He's got people doing handstands off of his body. Like it's pretty cool, pretty crazy. But that was just an awesome, refreshing episode. And you know, the yin to the yang speaking of today's episode is actually brought to you by our good friend, Greg O'Brien over at GOCPA. If you didn't listen to the money series, go back, check out the first episode with Greg O'Brien and kind of building your financial SWAT team. And you can connect with him at gregobriancpa.com slash getting magnetic. And next week, we have our dear friend, Danielle McCleary coming on. This woman is a force. She is a light. She is a powerhouse. She brings so much positivity and light and just excitement and enthusiasm to the world. So we're super excited for you guys to tune into that. We're going to talk about what it's like to live acoustically you. I mm -hmm. think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. She actually just launched her own podcast called On The Daily. And she actually had us on as guests. That episode dropped yesterday. But we loved this interview with her and it is going to drop next week. If you have not left a review or rated or subscribed or share it with a friend, please do. We have a big goal of having 500 reviews by the end of this month and we're over halfway there. We're actually way over halfway there, but every review counts. So please log on to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and write your biggest takeaway or your favorite episode so far. We're so excited to hear from you. Only those that can see the invisible and do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.